Okay, hello people of the internet. You're listening to Podark Podcast, a fancast dedicated to the Podark saga. And welcome to our season four coverage. We are so happy to be back with you all again as we take this crazy journey together. If you're a new listener, then hello and welcome. I apologize. Uh, we should probably introduce <laughs> ourselves before we get started. Uh, my name is Rita. I live in England. You can find me on Tumblr at Princess of Poldark and on Twitter at Rita Bites. I'm Michelle. I live in the States. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses with three M's and on Twitter at Musings again with three M's. I, I, it's a thing. And hi, Delonda here. I'm French and I live in France. And I occasionally blog at British Lisa on Tumblr and on Twitter at Delonda Dia. Welcome back to our dear friend Delonda! Yay! Um, she missed our book club episodes, and man, did we miss you. Uh, since you missed our discussion uh, reading the book The Angry Tide, which will be a large chunk of season four this year. Um, and you've never read it, right? No. Oh, boy. Well, luckily for you, from here on out, this podcast will be a spoiler-free zone. Hashtag Woo! no spoilers for Delonda. None of them at all. <laughs> So we beg you, our listeners, please don't tweet us or message us anything beyond what we are seeing in the show. We are underlining that. Yes. No spoilers. No. Um, We want everyone to be able to join in with our discussion. You don't have to be a book nerd like us to enjoy this show, after all. Really? It probably <laughs> means you're going to enjoy it slightly more. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome back, girl. Thank you. And now that the band is back together, we wanted to bring you all a little preview of episode 1, season 4. And for those of you who don't know Paul Dark, it will return to our screens on Sunday the 10th of June on BBC One at 9pm. Finally! And we thought yes! this podcast was very much needed to prepare us emotionally for this crazy ride. Hashtag it, drama. Because <laughs> uh, it's gonna be craxy. It's gonna be craxy, people. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into discussing season four, why don't we reacquaint ourselves with what happened in Podark season three? <laughs> because, hashtag, gluttons for punishment. A birthing pains. A child will be born tonight. But surely that's a month before her time. Doubtless the fall has brought on her travail. The black moon, just a bad omen. It appears no worse for coming a month early. His name will be Valentine. This be my brother, Drake. What brings you here? Father, sir. He's a dying. I will do as he bid me. Go forth into the world and save souls. May I present my daughter, Morwenna? Morwenna? Tis a Lilton musical name. A governess? Your cousin is a most amiable girl. Her presence here will take the burden off you. Shall we begin? A remarkable woman I've married. Dwight returned just before dawn last shortly after her father. Be Mr. Pembenbury sick? I will remove myself from your life. And there would be no need for our paths to cross ever again. I must tell you, Ross, I'm with child. Favor me by never setting foot on Trenworth land. You have a beguiling way, Drake Carn. I tremble for the young maids hereabouts. How dare Odgers forbid Christians his church? I am Warlegan now, 
and must take my husband's part. Justice of the peace. The first Wollegan to be called to the bench. There's no convent tended to a prison. Hundreds of English prisoners are kept there. Could Dwight have been taken there? An old friend of my father has contacts in France. And so? I think I must go. If you are found the show after midnight, you will be executed. I have the list of names. Ross, he's alive. What is his name? Lieutenant Armitage, sir. They only praise the Lord in their own way, but Odgers forbids them the church. Where must they go? Captain Ross would gift we this storehouse. I, George Warlegan, do swear to act as a justice of the peace. Twenty lashes. Ross sends his brother-in-law to encroach upon our lives yet again. Are we never to be rid of him? Not here, but in Truro. I'll miss Geoffrey Charles, of course, but the thought of being out of Ross's reach. Say good day to your daughter, Miss Clowens Polgark. It's the most precious gift I've ever received. Finally, a deal. Now all that remains is for you to inform the bride. Marry, Mr. Whitworth. Hmm. What is his name? Armitage, sir. Lieutenant Armitage. You saved my life. Ross, he's alive. For what that's worth? If you knew what conditions were like in France for enemies of the Republic. You know about special privileges? Let's hope so. They're taking bets. Which prisoner will be next to die? I think I must go. Make your way to the prison, free Dwight, and bring him home. What could be simpler? He's dead. In truth, I expected to die, surrounded by men I was unable to save. <laughs> you will receive a favorable answer within the month. I should marry a man I do not love. George is cruel. His axe would fall not on you, but on the boy. Give him up, my dear. I was flattered by your attentions into thinking I felt love, but I do not. I hope you can forgive my mistake. I cannot marry Mr. Whitworth. Suppose I did ask you to wait. We have an invitation from Sir Francis Bassett. I trust we have things in common. You refuse the offer. As magistrate, you could have done so much good. My son has rickets. Crooked little mite, don't he? How could I foresee that a month ago today I'd be a free man? You take full advantage of it. Believe me, Mum. I intend to. Drake Karn, I have orders to take you to Choro Jail. Well, you mean Drake could hang? And what, I wonder, would you stake to see him acquitted? Miss Drake and Sam would find contentment. Have you found it? The old Smith died last month. It's yours. I think he's still pined for the girl who'd be lost here. I've missed you, sister. Ruella. I did not know what the obligations of marriage would be. Is he unkind to you? He is a monster. Truro lacks an MP. Sir Francis intends to put up his own candidate to challenge Falmouth's. I regret I must decline. Your stubbornness will be your undoing. I'm no Leonardo, but you are surely Mona Lisa. That was no eight-month baby, George. So maybe somebody got there before you. They should not have told him. My great-aunt is dead. It's be a terrible place now. For I am no friend of revolution to be governed by the mob. Common folk to be someone on their side. Would you not use your power wisely? I cannot be another man's puppet. The voting begins at two. He won. So, my dear. You're to go to Westminster. Since the day of her death, he's been icy towards me. What does he imagine? That Valentine is not his child. Then deny it. Lie, if necessary. He has no proof that Valentine is mine. Do you not love him? I must find a way. Close your eyes and submit. Of course I've resumed marital relations. You must cease forthwith. Should you like me to sit on your lap? I'm not sure I am. Of course you would. 
You went to visit Aunt Agatha's grave. What did you find there? Things I needed to attend to. Wish it could be two people. One, your loving wife. And the other? Someone new, who could love another just for a day. I am your husband, and you will do as I command. And I will kill your son! Spell me, God, if you do so much as approach me again, I will smother him. Agatha's grave. Things you need to attend to? What things? None that need concern you. No concern of mine, who you meet, who you talk to, who you kiss. But the time has come to take a stand against him. Not just here, but in the corridors of Westminster. Where's the Melzer? Oh. You will never again speak or even harbor such vile suspicions I, about I, your I, wife and child. I will not. I swear it. Shall we grant ourselves to each other? So that I may go into the darkness, knowing that I, I once tasted heaven. Admittedly, whilst super dramatic, really wasn't all that clear, so we better give you one of our classic quick recaps of the season. Brace yourself, it won't be that quick. <laughs> okay, so we have Elizabeth, pregnant with Ross's baby, Stages a fall so that she can pass off her new son, Valentine, as premature. Demelza's father dies, and her brothers Sam and Drake move into the neighborhood. Also new to the neighborhood is Morowena, Mrs. cousin, who also becomes Jeffrey Charles's new governess. Caroline and Dwight elope, but never tell anyone for some reason. Demelza becomes pregnant and repairs her relationship with Ross following his affair. Caroline's uncle dies, R.I.P. Dwight heads off with the Navy, but his ship is almost immediately shipwrecked, and he winds up in enemy territory in France. He is taken prisoner. Drake and Morwenna meet and make gooey eyes at each other, and you can tell from my tone I am thrilled. Sam makes an enemy of the local vicar and decides to start his own Methodist church in one of Ross's disused barns. Elsewhere, Geoffrey Charles is sent to Harrow, leaving Drake his Bible as a parting gift. Remember this. Ross is approached to become a magistrate and refuses. George becomes one in his stead. Demelza gives birth to a girl and names her Clowence. George sets up a marriage between Morwenna and Reverend Whitworth, a creepy widower with a foot fetish. Ew. Morwenna breaks off her relationship with Drake, who subsequently declares himself suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> Drake proves that fact by stowing away on Ross's rescue mission to save Dwight, who is, we remind you, locked up in the French prison. They manage to break in and rescue him and his friend Hugh Armitage, only for Captain Henshaw to be brutally killed. Oh, R.I.P. We're still all over this. Oh. Prez up. Uh, remember that Bible? Well, George, realizing it is missing, frames Drake for the theft and blackmails Morwenna into marrying Ozzy Whitworth to get Drake acquitted. Ross buys Drake a blacksmith's shop to mend his broken heart. George cancels Agatha's 100th birthday party when he realizes she's not actually 100. Petty. Agatha responds by telling him Valentine isn't his baby. Then she dies. Ross meets Elizabeth again at the church, and they discuss how distant and suspicious George has become. Ross kisses her goodbye, but they are watched in the distance by Prudy. Drama. Um, Morwenna is repeatedly raped by her new husband until she falls pregnant with his child. Now her younger sister Rowella arrives to help with the new baby boy, 
and starts her own creepy sexual relationship with creepy-ass Whitworth. Demelza starts flirting with Hugh Armitage, who draws terrible pictures of her, and for some reason, Demelza falls for his charms. Ross is asked to become an MP. He again declines. This again leaves a vacuum for George to fill. Sam meets a lively and very unmethodist woman named Emma, who he proposes to. She rejects him on the grounds that they are just too different. George's minions viciously beat Drake for all the trespassing he's been doing. The local villagers bend together and start another riot in protest. Ross, who is in charge of local crime-finding militia, is called to put down the riot. <clears throat> Instead of shooting everyone, though, he abruptly declares he will become an MP. Meanwhile, Prudy tells Demelza about Ross kissing Elizabeth, and a furious Demelza uses this as an excuse to call over Hugh for a romp in the sand dunes. Ross comes home to find his wife gone. He looks for her on the beach, but instead finds a distraught George, who has just been gaslighted by Elizabeth, into the belief that Valentine is his. They're sort of nice to each other, but it obviously won't last. Eventually, Demelza tramples on home, and the season ends with a troubled Ross gathering her in his arms, embracing in bed, leaving the future of Romelza, trademark, in question. Dun dun dun! Let's uh, talk a little bit about season three, now that we've had almost... A year of distance. What did you guys think about it now? I know we had a pretty mixed reaction to the season on the podcast. Pretty mixed is a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been re-watching in preparation for season four. On second watch, and with severely lowered standards, I think the series is fine. It's not a great adaptation of the novels, but there are, there are a few good moments interspersed. Jack Farthing's performance in particular stood out to me. But I haven't really changed my opinions about the flaws in the writing and pacing. There's so many issues. They're still there. In fact, I think that the Morwenna and Drake saga felt even more bloated when you binge watch it. But what can you do? Uh, I too have thrown myself onto the pyre of Series 3 rewatching. Um, and once I shoved my affinity for the original source material into an airtight casket... Um, I'll agree with you that it was aight, it was aight, um, with the same caveats you've mentioned. Um, I uh, admittedly fast-forwarded through the Drowena parts, uh, <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, I think I was also still, uh, bothered by the thinly structured, uh, Ross is ignoring slash discounting Demelza shtick, which sets up the whole Hugh and Demelza cluster bleep. Uh, and the way that they have uh, the reveal about the kiss leading directly to, oh, Hugh, come with me to the dunes, is a perfect example of how they didn't uh, afford the plot lines a chance to breathe in order to build tension. Um, you know, and I, I, as I've been pondering this uh, in preparation for today's uh, recording, you know, I, I honestly think, and um I'm going to hope and wish and, you know, if BBC had given the production team um, a clue that they were going to wind up having uh, five series um, instead of, you know, waiting until, you know, the, the very end to give them one more series, 
uh, I, I have to wonder whether or not we would have had the, the pacing issues um, that we've had because they're trying to cram so much story into, um, you know, eight episodes. Londa, how do you feel about season three? Uh, honestly, I have not rewatched it, uh, but it was my least favorite. I think it was pretty much dark. Um, they did not. I agree that we need to introduce new characters, especially if the series is supposed to go on, uh, um, you know, f- with the new generation. Uh, if they um, if they don't show Ralph and Demelza anymore because they're too old and they can keep they cannot keep Aiden Turner and Eleanor. Um, but, uh, I think they, um, we had too much of secondary characters, um, like we talked about it, Drake and Marwena, and, um, it is not that I was completely opposed to it, because I think when you, we need fresh faces, but it was the redundant, um, uh, scenes that we <laughs> were punished with and <laughs> I was more personally more interested in uh, knowing more about um, Emma and uh, her name's Emma right yeah. yes I mean honestly yeah it's like we have to ask it's like was it Emma really yes you know she was there for you know a split second <laughs> yeah Emma and Sam who clearly seem to have a much more interesting dynamic and uh, two um uh, different characters so I think it would have been much more interesting to see not more but at least as much as we saw um, um, Morwen and Drake and uh, I also very much enjoyed the scenes between uh, Haida Reed and uh, Jack Farthing which I think we'll be uh, talking about later on but um, yeah overall uh, if I had to give uh, if I had to grade rate this season that would probably be 6 out of 10 <laughs> You know, Rita, you mentioned Jack Farthing's performance. This really was his season. Um, You know, he was truly fantastic. And it gave you an opportunity to see the kind of range that he has as an actor. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh, things uh, progress in Series 4, because I know there's a, a ton of stuff that uh he's he gets to play this year so um that that's gonna be really exciting okay so uh what were your favorite moments or quotes from series three i mean we have to start by talking about demelza popping out a baby and i'm feeling (laughs) it from under the bed covers that was by far one of my favorite just what the fuck moments (laughs) just so bizarre i think about it all the time and just like quietly giggle to myself as i like wash the dishes (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine if you just came home oh yeah i popped out a baby yeah yeah, exactly it's like okay one second i'm like in the garden kind of digging up stuff and then the next minute sitting in bed happy and ta-da like david copperfield look it's a baby. <laughs> wow. Uh, but in all sincerity, I think uh, one of my favorite scenes was was the Ross Elizabeth scene at the church. I think it was wonderfully written and beautifully acted. And it will probably make my list of favorite scenes on the show ever. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, although, if you told me the church scene would be a favorite before the show aired, I would have told you to lay off the crack pipe because uh, it was 
absolutely not one of my favorite parts of the damn book. Same. Um, <laughs> uh, but it it really was uh, very, very well done. Uh, and again, gave you the opportunity to see the range that these actors um, are capable of showing us uh, week after week. Um, let's see. Um, another favorite moment. Uh, I would extend the whole magical clowns arrival thing. Magical clowns. (laughs) Yes, magical clowns. All the way through the baptism and Christmas and all that. Because, you know, every time I think about it, I wind up with that Christmas carol stuck in my head. And I don't even care that it's June. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It was was such a a, a delightful splash of... Uh, romantic Romelza and family time with with them that uh, I so appreciated after all of the the drama that we'd had in series two and um, um, a lot of the drama that they wound up having in series three before Clowns's arrival. It was it was uh, it was like a salve. <laughs> um, and let's see. And and finally. Uh, and I know I'm going to get a bunch of crap about this from the two of you. <laughs> um, but I liked the flashback segment after Dwight's rescue, um, especially after the second time uh, through the series. Uh, really great performance by Aiden Turner. And, and, you know, I kind of, in a low-key ironic way, appreciate it too, because I've been watching a few Korean soap operas during our time off. <laughs> That scene struck me as incredibly similar in tone and execution style to that genre's dramatic flashbacks, usually of the male lead meeting the female lead and they're having some like, oh, she nearly gets hit by a motorbike and he saves her, that kind of a moment. (laughs) But like, this had less catchy K-pop in in the background, so it was like, (sighs) anyway, that's what that reminded me of. May have to check some out. I think I have uh, three favorite moments. Um, If I were to have a top three, um, number three, that would be the scene uh, when after Dwight is rescued, uh, when he says um, to his wife, uh, oh my God, I keep forgetting names, Caroline, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, that he needs time. And uh, basically she will uh, be uh, there to support him. And, uh, the second would be this the confrontation between Elizabeth and uh, Jack and oh, and Jack and George um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when basically uh, he suspects that the baby isn't his and uh, the first one would be the one on the beach um, between uh, Jack Farthing and Aiden Turner uh, <laughs> slash George uh, Aiden um, Ross. <laughs> um, that seems amazing. That that is an amazing scene, and I love how you know uh, it, it's 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 clear that Ross is talking about a completely different thing. Yeah, <laughs> he like he made the situation about himself. Yeah, he's talking about a completely different thing. And meanwhile, George is like, what the fuck? Oh my God, maybe I shouldn't believe that the kid's mine. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, 
it was great because you know poor George is going out there for to seek some kind of solace after you know having been through this emotional ringer with Elizabeth, and uh, then you know there's there's Ross just chilling. No oh, belief is a wonderful thing. See ya. He <laughs> turns around and leaves, and poor poor George just like, oh God, now what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're right, Delanda. That was that was a great scene. There were so many really fantastic scenes between the the actors in this series. Um, you know, more so than I think we've seen in the previous series. Not to say that the previous series, you know, were you know blowing goats or anything like that. But um, I think we we saw the range of the 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 skill and the talent um, that they have managed to put together for this series. And it was exciting to see um, these folks really have an opportunity to sink their teeth into some really meaty material. And there's more coming. So um, looking looking really forward to it. Drama is coming. (laughs) Hashtag pure drama. And uh, who was your favorite new character? Uh, maybe <laughs> Sam? Maybe maybe Sam? Maybe Rita? Sam. Maybe Sam? But, you know, uh, I think I've spoken too much about Sam to the point of <laughs> irritating everybody. Oh, no. I love him. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give a little time to my girl, Emma Trigals, who had, like, two minutes of collective screen time in season three, or, like, no screen time if you yeah. live in America. Yeah. Thank you, PBS. Pretty much. I, I think Sierra Chartis is such a great mind, and she's being so underwritten. But I feel like <laughs> the show's overflowing with depictions of female gentility and decorum, and by contrast, Emma's, like, really rowdy and unladylike, and I love her, and I'd love it if she got some more focus in season four. Please. That would be that would be awesome. Uh, for me, it was Rowella. Uh, because, damn. <laughs> Esme Coy, who are Esme Coy, sorry about that. Uh, an absolute delight uh, to be able to take on that part. Yeah, and you know, she must have just really enjoyed her part. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, okay, maybe not the the whole foot worship thing, but, um, I mean, what a fantastic um, character role to be able to land, uh, you know, at such a young age. Um, I thought she was fantastic. Um, let's see. And despite the whole Droella romance thing, um... Elise Chappell, um, as Morwenna, she did, she did a fantastic job with the role. Um, especially after, uh, the, uh, reality of the pairing with Whitworth, uh, came into being. Um, you know, you could see the conflict that she had, uh, and it was, it, it was really great to, to see her in that role. Um, I just grew oversaturated with the whole Drake Morwella thing or Morwenna or whatever. It's Morwenna, right? Yeah, it's Morwenna. Oh my God. <laughs> Morwella. <laughs> okay, Morwenna. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that it, I thought she was great. 
And also, Christian Brassington, who oh. just slayed so hard, I honestly forgot that he was a new addition. I was like, he's always been part of the show, right? I can't remember a time before him. Yes, preach. He was he he was perfection, absolute perfection. I'm trying to think, but I, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite new character because mm-hmm. uh, we didn't get to see that much of Sam. But to me, he seems like the most fascinating one. Um, I could have said uh, Morawena, but like you said, we just saw too much of her. And uh, yeah. of Drake, so um, but yeah, uh, I was uh, we talked about it in a in an episode review, and uh, Rita was completely di- completely disagreed um, when I said that uh, my one of my favorite scenes of the episode when when was when she realized that she was stuck in her marriage and she was basically calling <laughs> Drake yes. in from the bed. Yes, yes. <laughs> dramatic. It's so dramatic. <laughs> I love you, Drake. Drake I love I you, love Drake. You. That's just like that's something you want your abusive husband to hear. Um <laughs> But you know, that's what she did in the book. Uh hashtag in the book. I suppose. I I'm just like here. It just didn't it just it just here. didn't wind up coming across that way in the book. Anywho. And uh, what okay. is one thing you would hope they improve for a series for? Only one thing. Because <laughs> it's full dark and otherwise we'll be here until... Yeah, we don't have all day. Okay. For me, I'm just hoping the pacing calms the fuck down. I know that's a, a fleeting wish. Just really unlikely with a huge book to get through. But I like feeling like I'm in the moment with the show. And feeling like the emotions of the characters are like in the moment. And that's completely impossible to do when the scenes are so short. It almost makes recapping episodes on this podcast a nightmare as well. So I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, and that's that's a really good point. I mean, um, Delanda, one of the favorite scenes that you mentioned was uh, when Dwight is back from his experience at France, and he's really having a difficult time coping um, with, you know, his release, you know, survivor's guilt, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we had a really great opportunity to to do uh, an exploration into um, PTSD, uh, and you know, we we basically wound up getting frog marched through the the <laughs> whole. Broke. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> basically, we get we we wound up getting shoved through um, what could have been a really fantastic um, portrayal. Um, you know, for the sake of getting through content in order to to fit the season into um, eight or nine episodes. I've I've lost track of how many episodes there were um, in the series. Um, so, you know, Rita, what you said, I'm not very hopeful um, because, you know, as we've as we've heard, it sounds like they've gotten all the way through the rest of the material that they didn't for uh for swans and all of angry tide uh in this series so uh i i think we're going to be gasping for breath once again um sorry to be pissing in your cornflakes doll but you know if the pacing's humped um i suppose my hope is that we get to see um some romelza that isn't 
blissful one moment only to wind up being dashed against the rocks the next. <laughs> Stop laughing, Rita. <laughs> I'm trying. Oh, Let a woman dream! To be fair, we might get like one episode out of eight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just want to see less of secondary characters. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you weren't there first, so priority to the original ones. I mean, I want to see more Caroline. I want to see more Dwight. I think we could just cut out Drake and Morwenna. Just cut them out. And then we've got plenty of time. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's dive into series four. <gasps> Yay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the BBC finally gave us a trailer this week. Okay, now please bear in mind there are two version of, versions of the trailer uh, floating around, uh, so we're going to discuss the one that aired on television, uh, because it was longer and, frankly, more interesting. Uh, so if you haven't seen that one, uh, head over to the Instagram, we've got it uploaded there. Uh, you can also find it on YouTube as well. Rita, Rita, bless her heart, recorded it as it aired at... 850 whatever time it was um so i had to watch local news for you people some guy was riding a horse and it was on the news i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> Sell my soul and become a politician. I think it's better if we do not need to talk. Where is our compassion? If I cannot love you again, it will be the death of me. You know there's nowhere like London for numbing the senses. I must pull dark a bit and look at this shoulder as I am fast approaching his way. Brand new Cold Dark on BBC One. Well, anyway, I'm sure the trailer passed by in a flash, and you were so busy squeeing, you barely knew what the hell you just saw. But fear not, because I ended up watching it 200 times so that I could write down absolutely every single shot, frame by frame. The things I do for this podcast. Oh, hashtag blessed. <laughs> anyway, here is basically what we can see in this trailer. Ross's reading profile as he stands on the cliff. Hashtag what's new. The males are dancing with Jeremy and Clarence on the beach. Aww. <laughs> I know. So adorable. George, yep. Riding in a fancy carriage. Hashtag what's new. Um, Hugh Armitage walking across the room. Someone restrain Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and Elizabeth facing in her living room. Hashtag what's new. So, George and Elizabeth holding hands in their bedroom. Damn, that's a lot of scenes involving rooms, all one after another. <laughs> Ross walking along with Dwight saying he must sell his soul to become a politician. Hugh reading a letter while a voiceover of Demelza tells him it is better they never meet at all. Demelza standing on a cliff with crashing waves. Hashtag Ross, what's new? <laughs> what's new, yes. Uh, Ross striding into Parliament. Hashtag, ooh, new. <laughs> Ross yelling, where is our compassion in Parliament? I guess that's new, but Ross lecturing people in a building is not yeah, very yeah, new. No, not very new. George looking furious and standing up at his dinner table. 
He's angry, damn it! Um, Hugh telling Demelza that if she, he doesn't love her again, it'll be the, quote, death of him. And one can only hope. Please. Ross please, holding up Lord. a rifle and people at a masked ball. A fire breather? Who knows? <laughs> uh, Caroline saying that there is nowhere like London for numbing the senses. Girl, I feel you. Ross, Ross and Demelza in a rowboat, boat, looking cute as, as F. <laughs> George holding Elizabeth's hand, saying Ross had better look over his shoulders as he is fast approaching in his wake. <laughs> okay. Um, and Ross riding a horse. Hashtag. What's, What's new? new? <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Uh, so we have a rush of water in the mine. Demelza running towards something. Uh, someone getting covered in water and a mine. Uh, Drake outside a gate that looks like Morwenna's house, holding his hat. Caroline and Horace getting in a carriage with, White, with Dwight watching them. And Elizabeth tucking in George's cravat. Ross breathing dramatically in a very wet shirt. Hashtag Mr. Darcy moment. Uh, Ross Demelza sexy times? Yes. Ross again pointing a gun, this time with some smoke coming out of it. Mm. It went bang. Um, Morwenna crying, and Demelza burning a letter. What's new? <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, Ross looking into the distance, saying broodingly again. And uh, Ross and Demelza riding horses on the dangerous cliffside together, an apt metaphor for their marriage. <laughs> Okay, so what did you guys think? You're like, what the hell did I just see? <laughs> I know. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about Ross's political career. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, not much. I mean, George and Elizabeth, please. <laughs> well, Rita, thanks again for the, the great rundown. Uh, I know... I, I, I know what that must have taken <laughs> for you. Um, it did help me a great deal because I know the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, well, wait, sl slow down, slow down. There's too much happening. Um, but yes, it was really, really super nice to see some new stuff from Poldark. When we saw the hashtag pure drama logo go up, I was just like, yes. Never has a hashtag been more apt. Brace mm -hmm. yourself. The drama is coming. There's guns, and there's water, and there's running, and there's crying, and we're here for it. <laughs> and there's parliament, and <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. I know. <laughs> and what was your favorite part of this trailer? I mean, sexy Romelza, obviously. Oh my god, yes. Uh, seeing Horace again, I screamed. Uh, horsey riding, yay horsey riding. Um, Demelza dancing with her babies was adorable. Oh god, that was so cute. A masked bull. Why am I so excited about that? But I am because yay. we. I mean, the last time we saw any kind of you know like serious you know dancing celebrationy kind of thing that wasn't all involved involving a bunch of uh, intrigue um, was. Like back in series one, um, when the Ross went to the dance and danced with Elizabeth, 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, this just, it looks lush, and uh, it, I think it's going to be great. It all looks fun to me. Could have used more Sam, though, but, you know, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's cool. going to be... There like was no Sam! At all of my recaps. Could have used more Sam. There was no Sam. We didn't see Sam at all, did we? I don't think so. No, I would have mentioned it. I would have screamed. Yeah, you would have. You would have. And I loved the Ross Demelza sexy times. Um, it involves a sheet, uh, which, and for those of you who have read Angry Tide, it bodes effing well for Romelza time. Uh, what storyline are you most looking forward to in season four based on this trailer? Because hashtag no spoilers for Delonda. Okay. Uh, that's really hard. Um, <laughs> But uh, let me just say, uh, I'm looking forward to some Caroline and Dwight this season. Uh, they were in the trailer a lot, which uh, I'm hoping bodes um, well for seeing more opportunities um, to watch them move beyond Segway fodder. Don't hold your breath. I mean, Dwight was in, like, fucking prison. And that yeah, storyline was I even know. about him. I mean, oh, sorry. I love them. I guess Ramel's sex is out of the question, right? Because that's not really a storyline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then, um, maybe George's turn this year. Like, George's appears to be at his peak being an MP. Or I imagine he's going to be gloriously power mad. He's going to be <laughs> a little monster. And it should be fun to watch. Ross, political Ross, and... Uh... I guess, yes, more Caroline and Dwight, because they were practically invisible in season three. <laughs> Can never forget that baby oh, Horace. We, we we can't have too much Horace. Okay, so before we go, Delonda, do you have any predictions about what to expect based on this trailer? Um, yeah, we saw more Wena in that trailer, right? Yeah, we did. Oh, I am looking forward to seeing how she's going to get the hell out, hell out of this marriage. I mean... I still think that in order to be able to marry Drake, like, her husband has to be dead. Like, he's going to get killed, right? Someone's going to kill him. Who do you think's going to kill him? I don't know. I mean, not Drake, obviously. I think it would be interesting if it was Sam. <laughs> Just because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they give Sam a storyline. That's sweet. <laughs> That's ah, funny. <laughs> so, yes, and uh, another prediction would probably be that Demelza and Ross are going to conceive another baby. <gasps> oh, my God. They, they, they do need a baby every season, right? Right. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Please mention a riot because we haven't, like, we need, we need a oh, riot. Oh, right. right. Yeah, we, we, need, we need a riot. Wouldn't be pole dark without a riot. How are they going to fit one in? But, you know, keep your beady eyes peeled. Well, okay, that's the end of this podcast. Uh, we'll be back after the first episode of Series 4. You can count on that uh, to discuss it in all its minute details. So please be ready to join us. If you want to be part of the conversation, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Poldark Podcast. Or you can email us at poldarkpodcast at gmail.com. Now, we won't be doing the questionnaires after the show like we did uh, for Series 3, because you guys said you wanted to hear more of our opinions instead, although how you're not tired of that, we'll never know. Um, but we still want to know what you think of the first episode. And we will have our message section as usual, so uh, please feel free to, to 
send us your 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 thoughts in the ask box as well. So okay, we will see you on the other side. Bye. 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 Bye.